0: that's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right, so let's do this uh, do this podcast thing again. Let's do it. Yeah, this is actually the first time that we're doing it in person across from one another, so this should be a little more fun, I guess.
1: I know. And honestly, so after our last show, we got talking about it, and we were kind of sounding a little, little preachy, not so much like it was a conversation. Hopefully this... Helps out a little bit. Yeah, I would think so. I think
0: it's just looking at one another. So um, so what did we do today? Today was a little bit of insanity. Um,
1: for normal folk like for us. For normal folk. For yeah. normal folk. Yeah, so we started out with waking up at 4 a.m., which isn't really out of the ordinary for me. As you know, I get up and do do a lot of training in the mornings but to get up and go run a long way in the mornings is not something i'm a big fan
0: of yeah like three i woke up at 350 just to make sure i was on time because for anybody that doesn't know last time uh i kind of bailed on josh yeah I that was a dick move yeah well kind of but i mean really what happened was i just was sleepy so i just kind of i just kind of <laughs> i just kind of stayed in bed i was just a little tired wake up yeah i didn't wake up and he went on to the gym and i didn't and i i mean i had a real good night of sleep but this morning, I was like, I'm not going to let that happen. we got some miles to put in. we got a long journey to get to. So, I was like, I- I'm not going to do it. So, I was literally up, like, every 30 minutes the whole night just because I was... Sleeping. Well,
1: here's here's the messed up part about that, is that the last time I... So, for... You know, Eric and I don't live in the same town right now. Um, live about an hour and a half apart. So, I was staying in Greenville um, with some family. Me and Eric was supposed to meet at the gym. I don't have a gym membership down here, so... Interestingly enough, we went on a run today, you bailed on me last time, I couldn't get into a gym, so I had to go on a run. Oh, th- you went on a run that day? Yes. How far? Uh, like, I think two and a half, three miles, something oh, like that. Oh, that's a little, a little weak
0: run. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but so we. I woke up at 3.50 this morning, uh, jumped in the shower, I wanted to make sure I felt good um, before our big run today, so I woke up at 3.50. And then it was kind of interesting, um, got up, did a good stretch, got dressed, got ready to go, got in the truck, made it to exactly where I was supposed to be at the exact time I was supposed to be there, which was 4.30 at uh, your mom's house where you were staying. Yep. And uh, so then we started, we're like, okay, we need to get some fuel because we're about to run for two hours, so. Burn a lot of calories, so, so time to eat. We need to get something. So so our, our plan was that we were going to get there, we are going to get to um, our running spot uh, at 5 a.m., and get started and run for two hours. So what ended up happening was we didn't get uh, started running because we went to get some fuel, which was a, a nice sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit. Bam! And uh, nobody was open. Uh, Josh is recording a video, which kind of messed up. Now, Instagram story. Sorry about that. Um, so no, but we were we were trying to get some some food. Um, Spinks uh, here in Traverse Rester, upstate South Carolina, has the best sausage, egg, and cheese biscuits, so shout out to Spinks.
1: I still refuse to believe that the best sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit can come from a gas station.
0: That's because he didn't get to try it this morning. But anywho, so we were trying to find somewhere to get some food, so we were like, okay, we'll just get to a normal spot like Bojangles that has biscuits. Well, they weren't open either. Um, so we ended up going to Waffle House to get a couple sausage, egg, and cheese biscuits, so we had a little bit of calories to burn off on our run. So we got started about 10 minutes late, I guess, about 10, 15 minutes late.
1: Yeah, which ended up, so I had, I set some goals for today's run. The plan was to go run for two hours, uh, but we, the the overarching plan for today, um, you know, run for two hours, go get a lift in, come to a podcast. Uh, we got there a little late. I was hoping to get in 11 miles today, but because we missed some of our running time, uh, I got in 10, which I was still happy with. Uh the, the furthest I'd ever ran up at this point was six miles, so, you know, and we'll talk a little bit more about the run later, but the the 10-mile run, I, I swear to goodness, man, my legs are smoked. Like, getting in and out of the truck is is torture right now.
0: Yeah, and I've been telling Josh since we've been riding around, after we left the gym, I left my phone at the gym, so we had to go double back to the gym to pick it up, but it's really been, like, after that run, like, I, I really thought, well, for one, I didn't think I could do it. I didn't think I could run for two hours straight. Like, I was thinking in my mind... Okay, I'm going to push myself really hard here, but, like, if I need to walk for a section of this run, then I can walk and then start running and walk. Because this ultra, like, there's going to be a decent part of it where there's going to be some walking involved. Like, we're just not going to run 100 miles straight without stopping. So, I was like, okay, so I'll just kind of use this as, like, a training for an ultra and just walk a little bit, run a little bit. But then we got started, and I was feeling good, so I just kept running.
1: Just going. Yeah, so we went to Furman University. uh, Beautiful freaking spot. You know, it's a campus here in the upstate of South Carolina, and basically they've got a lot of the area that's lighted, some of the area that's not. Uh, We ran through, we started out running in the lighted area, got tired, I mean, as you can imagine, in two and a half hours, making a one mile loop, it gets tedious to look at the same thing over and over and over, so we ended up venturing out into the dark area. Which led to kind of a funny situation. I saw Eric from the other side of the pond, or he actually, he called me while we were running and said, hey, I'm over here on the other side of the pond, you know, head this way. So I started running that way and get over there and I swear to goodness, I thought she was going to be hiding behind a tree and jump out and scare <laughs> me.
0: I swear to goodness, man, I had my hands up, I was ready to throw on you. So what was funny though is, so he, um, I had already made it past where, where a bathroom sits. So I had already made it past that and I'd already made it back around to the other side, and he was still catching up. So Josh runs at a much faster pace than I am right now, so he can kind of catch up to me fairly quickly. So we were, I knew he would catch up, um, but I was already getting close to that bathroom when, when I called him, so um, I, he called up to me later on, so I was looking for him across the pond to see where he was, and I saw a dude go into a bathroom, and I was like, Josh just had to go take a dump. That's what I was thinking. Josh had to go take a dump, so he stopped. So I may end up like, catching back up to him is what i was thinking happened so i just keep running and then he catches me and i was like did, did you go to the bathroom and he was like nope no he didn't so I was like so this is early guys like this is like 5 a.m or like yeah. 5 30 something like that something, 45 something. minutes
1: in the run maybe yeah something like that maybe
0: 6 a.m so it's like from university they're out for the christmas holidays so who is this dude that's going to the bathroom at like 5 45 in the morning on the opposite side of the pond with no lights yeah, so, and we never saw. It didn't like we saw other runners out there. We were the
1: only people running. Literally, I don't yeah. think I saw another human. No, nobody. No, I didn't see. I don't even think I saw a Dude, squirrel.
0: That one freaking statue though it scared the piss <laughs> out of me, man. When you talking about when we ran around like the front of it? Yes, yes. I looked to the right and I was like, "What the?" I was like, oh, my God, it's a statue. But I was paranoid, like, a lot of the running, especially them in the dark. I was actually paranoid about you. You, I called you. Yeah. I actually called you and said, uh, I told him, I said, hey, man, like, if you're coming up behind me, like, be obvious that you're coming up behind me. Don't, like, run up behind me. And because, I mean, this pitch black. It's 545. We're at a, a college campus. It's pretty You've much... you got a, maybe five foot of visibility. Yeah, like, you can't see hardly anything. And I was like, freak, Josh is going to come up and scare the piss out of me. Like, I'm already struggling, starting to struggle to run. <laughs> So uh, I started thinking he was going to do it because it was just pitch black over on the other side. But yeah, that statue—that funny. The statue that was like ten minutes into the run, I think. Yeah, right? it wasn't far at all. Yeah. It wasn't far at all. Yeah, that thing got me pretty good. And dude, God, it was cold this morning. Jeez, it's like thirty degrees, maybe a little under thirty. Yeah, it had to have
1: been. Man. And so we get going on the run, and I didn't realize this until after we finished the run and you know started doing a little bit of like Instagram story and stuff like that. My, I was so I'm wearing a, a toboggan. And I guess the sweat getting wicked out off of my head through the toboggan started freezing. Yeah, I can see it. That's a little nerve-wracking. Yeah. It's
0: it a little cold. It was a good run, though. I, I oh, mean, yeah. We pushed through.
1: Well, and honestly, if we would have tried to do that run in 80-degree heat, it would probably went a little differently. It probably would have. But so.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I I enjoyed it. I pushed myself. To, I, I did. So, the furthest up until this. So, I ran uh, eight miles, uh, Josh.
1: No, so you ran 12,000 kilometers.
0: So it, it ends you, up equal You sit here
1: in your office with an American flag behind you, and you ran
0: in kilometers. So it was 8.02 miles. So I got this new, so funny story. So um, David Goggins, Cameron Haynes is like two of the big inspirations for us even trying this. So uh, David Goggins runs with a uh, a polar heart rate monitor. So I was like, well, I mean, David Goggins is kind of a badass, so if he thinks it's could I did a run with a heart rate monitor? Maybe I'll two too. Give it a shot. So, I ordered this polar heart rate monitor. It comes in yesterday. Today's Sunday, uh, December, December 23rd. Yep. Um, so, the heart rate monitor came in yesterday. So, you have to do like this weird thing where you pour water on the electrodes. Yeah. I, I, That's weird. Yeah, I didn't really understand it. But it worked. So, I poured okay. water on the electrodes, put it on, and it was working. So, I was like, okay, cool. So, before I left this morning, I went ahead and strapped it up. because so I was thinking, we well, it'll be good. It'll be working. Yeah, will um, run So we get into our run and I'm like trying to check my heart rate because so from what I've read and what I've been trying to study to learn more about how to complete this ultra stupid thing that we have going on here, like I need to monitor my heart rate and make sure I'm staying in like that zone. So between like 140 and like 155, 160 beats per minute. So I start running and uh, I look down and there's no heart rate. So I was like, well, I guess I'm just dead. He's dead. Yeah, I'm just he died. Dead. Yeah. So there's no heart rate. So I'm like they we're like ten minutes into the run. So I really wanted I mean, I was pumped to use this stupid thing. And so I was so I ran back by the truck. So I'm like still running in place, trying to keep my, you know, my energy, <laughs> like just still trying to keep moving. So I'm running in place. I grab your water bottle, because it's mm-hmm. the only water in the truck. So I'm like dousing this thing in water as I'm like I douse in water and then I'm trying to run and strap it on. So the water's cold. It's already <laughs> like under 30. I'm running. I don't like to run. And I'm trying to strap this stupid thing. So I get it. I was like, okay, the water on the electrodes, I'll be good now. Still didn't freaking work. So I have no idea what my heart rate was the whole time. I have no clue. So it didn't work. It makes
1: you feel better. I don't have a heart rate
0: monitor. Well, you should get one.
1: Yeah, I
0: don't know. Probably not a polar, though. Cause I, or maybe not. I shouldn't say not polar. Maybe I'm just Dude, no, Maybe they'll sponsor
1: a... the podcast. Quit talking junk Shout about
0: Shout out polar, <laughs> polar heart rate monitors or whatever. Um, But no, so I was really wanting to track my heart rate to see, to keep my my beats per minute. So I wasn't able to do that. So I was just trying to, Josh is, at this point right now, I'm hoping to catch up with him. But at this point, Josh is a much better runner than I am. Um, So my goal was when we left, like I was, in my mind, I was like, don't even pay attention to where he goes, how he runs, because you're just not going to be able to keep pace with him. So just run my pace, do the best I can. So I started off at a slow pace, and I felt like, Throughout the run, I was steadily picking up the pace, and, and my yeah, my, good. my tracker kind of kept <laughs> up with that. So my first mile was like a like 14- a or 15-minute mile, and they progressively got a little bit better. I still had <clears> some <throat> where I slacked off and got a little worse, but progressively you'll see my, my times were a little bit better. Throughout Dude, the run. for me,
1: it was, and, and I don't know, I, I, I've got to expect that some of it was mental, but going, so when I hit the six-mile mark, It was like hitting a freaking wall. Like it felt like I had cinder blocks on my feet. I could barely move. Um, And like I'd said, that's the furthest I'd ran previously. So I don't know if that was in my head. And when Matt, my run went off and said six miles, it just got to me. Right. But it was one of those things where I'm really glad it happened because up to this point, like even running the distances, it's I'm not pushing the pace a whole lot because in a hundred mile race, you it's not like you've got to kind of go out there and try to run seven minute miles. Right. right. I mean, unless you're Courtney, whatever it yeah, is. Yeah. Courtney DeWalter. Yeah. Unless you, unless you're her and you're just like, we have no aspirations of wanting to win this race. Right. Like our goal in finish. doing this is to finish. Yeah. Um, and there is a, a time allotment that you've got to finish. What is that? I don't know. It's, I don't remember the exact time. I think it's like 33 hours or something like so, that. I mean, you should be, but, we should be able to it. So, the way it works out is as long as you keep a 19-minute mile pace, it's 19-something. I'd have to look back at it again. But as long as you keep that pace,
0: like, you're good. Well, we were going through some steep terrain,
1: too. Oh, right? dude. I've, I started reading on it, and I hadn't told you this stuff because I don't want to scare you. but go ahead and scare me. Dude, like, it's supposed to be insane. Like So, basically, the race is... You and I don't know if it's a mountain, I don't. It's in Dalton, Georgia, so it's going to be some rocky terrain. But they call it the Rock Garden, it's a, a fairly steep climb. Well, that's probably good, yeah. It's a fairly steep climb,
0: and they say when you say fairly steep, do you mean like straight up?
1: I haven't ran the race. Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> okay, but it's supposed to be a pretty decent climb. Like, I can we can pull up the like it shows you on a graph like the elevation changes, but I think it's kind of misleading because I think it's like a 1,800 foot climb over five miles or something like that. Like I I, I don't know. Yeah. But basically, if you and you listeners can't see what I'm doing with my hand, but <laughs> yeah, Dash is if you, you guys can't see,
0: but he's doing like, like a heart rate down, down. down like your heartbeat, and that's
1: that's kind of what it looks like. So the first, like, so is there any flat like real good flat not running? they well they so what they say is that well let me back up you think we were to pick another race no okay like that i'm not no okay we've i was just, just i was said just, this one like, it was just a que- it was just a
0: question it was just a question Calm down. so the first
1: part and i think it's doable yeah the the first part though they say you climb you know up kind of some rocky terrain and they've timed it out where the start time to where you should be getting to about the top of that they say it's like an unbelievable sunrise that you get to watch as you're coming oh, really? up over. It's yeah. like supposed to be beautiful. Well, that'll
0: give us encouragement. Like, okay.
1: what time does the race start? Is it like midnight? Five a.m. Five a. Got to be on the starting line by four thirty. By four thirty. Um. So we need to, yeah, yeah. We'll have to, we'll have to figure out logistics because, yeah. you know, like we said last time, our wives running the thirty-five mile version. It's gonna be a, it, it's it's gonna be a, you know, if we drive one car, which I'm sure we're gonna do, right? How do we get to where we need to be? We'll have to work on that, but. Um, we can just run. Yeah, we can just run there. I mean, um, if you're going to run 100, yeah, we around
0: 15. They did say you can take tents, camp out. We're not doing that. No. Because <laughs> no, if we go to sleep, then I, there's a good chance that I, I may not wake up. I'm going to just chill out and become a mountain man. That's it. Yeah.
1: But so, anyway, the first part of the race is up this thing, you know, back down the other side. And then I guess there's some state park or some kind of park or something that they've got a figure eight loop in, you run the figure eight twice and then run back the way you came. So, so we, we finish where we start. We finish where we start. Hmm, okay. Um, so it's essentially, a you know, it's a hundred mile loop and in the middle you run two figure eights. Uh, but I think the figure eights are like...
0: Do they say how many aid stations? Is there aid stations up the mountain? Top? Oh, dude, there's there's tons of aid stations. Okay. There's, I, I mean... That's a big thing we got to figure out is like, because you have to supply your own gear and what you want at the aid stations. And no.
1: They so they you you can take your own drop bag is what they call it yeah. and you know for anybody that's listening to this that's a ultra marathon runner and we are not we're butchering this. <laughs> No disrespect, we're just dipping our toes into the water and we're trying get to get a swim. Out. We're so, going to get it figured out. If you're yeah. an ultra
0: marathon runner, please reach out and give us some tips. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, for
1: sure. So, my Instagram handle is Coach underscore Josh W. Um, yeah, oh. like we'd love feedback, anything like that.
0: I don't know mine. I think it's like Ellison underscore Eric or something like that. I think I it's, it's. Ellison dot Eric. It may be.
1: Either way, um, find me. I've tagged him in a couple posts. I know my Instagram handle because... I I like Instagram. Yeah, so I should be better than that. But yeah,
0: so if you are (laughs) and you have some tips for us, that would be fun. But this is going to be a fun journey, man. Like I, I I was telling Josh before this run, I was starting to feel discouraged because the furthest I'd ever run was a five k. Funny enough, at Furman, and it was like whatever five k is, three point one or three point two. We we actually don't know, so um, we could Google it, but uh, it was like three point one or three point two. That's the furthest I ever ran. So I put in eight today. So. Two and, a, two and a half times. Yeah. Not, That's a big jump, man. Yeah, I mean, and so I was pleased with my run. But up until today, I was a little discouraged because, man, I was seeing Josh post his runs, and I was like, this little run. <laughs> because he's running like three miles at like a nine-minute pace, and I'm just not even close. I can't do that. So I was feeling a little discouraged. Like, do, is it realistic without me completely destroying my body? Is it realistic for me to make this race? Like, can I can I actually complete this run and not be, like, need to go to the emergency room right after. Right. It was what I was worried about. So, uh, Because I've been running, like, two miles, three miles in the gym and stuff like that. But it's on treadmills. I mean, I try to do treadmill. A treadmill's still easier than outside running. I, but funny enough, like, I felt good on this run today.
1: Oh, dude, like, I, I, I'm i much better outside than I am on a treadmill. Like, yeah, so I felt... You put me on a treadmill, it's just... Again, because we were talking about this on the way home from the run, like, I really struggle really really struggle with running and looking at the same stuff so if it's like a one mile loop or you know on a track or on a treadmill where the scenery's not changing like i can't do that crap man like it it, mentally like i check out i can't do it so like having different things to look at is is big for
0: me well and from the treadmill standpoint like it has cushion and and like it flexes so it's not as hard as impact on your knees as like asphalt running or concrete running so so But I was pleased with what I was able to do, so it's actually given me, like, a a renewed spirit, even though we're only, like, me, I'm, like, a a week and a half in. I started, I didn't really know I was going to do the ultra, I just knew I wanted to start running, so I've been running for, like, a week and a half, two weeks now, Mm -hmm. Um, but we decided we were going to run the ultra, like, Monday, and then, so we've been training for a week, so I was pleased to be able to get eight miles in. I mean, it wasn't at an incredible pace, but I was able to push my body and do a lot more what I thought, thought I could do. You
1: know what the best part of this though is that now that you've done eight miles and you know you can, yeah. The the training through the week is gonna get a lot better too. Yeah, and I was
0: just thinking like the next the next this gotta be fifteen. Like, yeah. The next big run's gotta be a fifteen yeah. mile run. And we're
1: gonna have to figure out like when we can do like how often we're gonna be able to get together and like do big runs like this. Right. Because, I mean it is the the thing that I think I'm gonna have the most trouble with like getting through this is finding the time to go on the big runs that I need to go on. Yeah. Like, you know, knocking out five, six miles, you know, you're done in an hour. Like, that's easy enough to, like, find time to do that. But these long runs, it's... Like, when it, we have to
0: do a 50-mile run. Yeah, like,
1: yeah, so what we've talked about is our goal is before the before the race, we both want to be able to do it. We want to get at least one, if not two,
0: 50-mile runs. And funny enough, I actually hadn't told you this. I was saving it for the podcast. So I was reading about what you should be able to do to prepare your body for any type of race yep. that you' that you' want to do like a like a big like if it's a marathon or ultra or whatever yeah um so what they say the best thing to do is to get your body fully prepared for it is you want to run that race one time before you run that race but not the full race so we're gonna run 100 miles so what you want to do is run 50 miles one day. Mm-hmm. The next day, you run another 50. So you split your race into two days and run those two days or an hour. So if you're going to run 24 hours, yeah, you, you run 12 hours one day. You rest, run 12 hours the next day. And they said, do that one time. So there's going to be a two-day period where I think we should probably do a 50-mile and a 50-mile the next day. Just commit the weekend. Yeah, the weekend's just going. Yeah. We're just going to run 100 miles that weekend. Okay. So, yeah, that's what I was reading about is what you should do. And yeah. like even like for anybody who's running shorter distances – like, 13 miles or 26 miles or whatever. If you're running 26 a marathon, you just 13 one day and then 13 the next day. See, like, I, the, like, is that... Does that apply to ultras, though? Yeah, there was an actual ultra marathon runner okay. that, that made that. That was talking about... You. It was actually talking about a 100-mile race. Like, so do 50 and then 50. But then they broke it down, like, if you wanted to do any type of race. So, I wonder... And, and this is
1: what we But not to close. Not like super close to that race. That's though. what we I was want about to do to say. It like sometime like months away. Well, yeah, we need to figure out when we want to try to put that date on the calendar because you need to have time to recover from that. Right. And, you know, for the, even for this 10-mile race with where we're at, a 10-mile run, 8-mile
0: run that we did today, like we need to figure I out. I feel like how I how need to go gonna... out two more miles so we can just say 10.
1: You going to go run two more miles? I think I need to. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: what were you saying?
1: No, just like how – so after you know a big run how do you taper back up you know do you you know almost like in bodybuilding right or in, in power lifting you go through like a a three four week six week you know depending on what program you're running you go it's heavy 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 working on getting stronger 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 <clears throat> and then at a certain point you need to take a deload week right. where you back off you know so i'm I'm curious as to and it's You know, for me, you know, we like we talked about. I I pride myself in in knowing what I'm doing when it comes to fitness and things like that. But it's always been more on the aesthetics and bodybuilding side, and you know, even to a certain extent, the powerlifting side. So I'm I'm wanting to play with these different things myself to see what worked better. But I don't know if it's better to after you know, so a 10 mile run for me is the biggest I've ever done. Do I need to take it easier over the next couple of days and deload after that? or do I just keep running ragged until I'm feeling worn down and then take a, you know, a two- to three-day deload instead of a one- to two-day deload? You know, it's it's going to be a, a fun little... So, like,
0: what Goggins says is, like, the way he judges it is his resting heart rate when he wakes up in the morning. Like, he'll, he will he puts on his chest strap with, that I can't get working. But... Polar,
1: if you're listening to this, Eric is a salesman for you. He is trying to sell me a chest strap. Right no, now. I
0: think I'm actually going to return mine. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, No, but that's what he says. Like that's how he judges what he's going to do that day. So he'll wake up, he'll put his chest strap on. He said, "Really, he's done it for so many years now. Like he just knows what his heart rate is, so he can feel it." But for us and anybody that doesn't been running like that, that wouldn't know. He says he just he would put it on whatever those beats per minute. It it would put him in like a zone one, two, three. Mm -hmm. I don't know how many zones it was, but so if he was like in the worst zone, like his heart rate was showing that he needed to. He was in like more of a recovery phase. Yeah. Then he would just go run like six miles or eight miles. Yeah. Um, for him. Yeah. For him. Yeah. It's, but this dude's crazy. But he was. But if he if his heart rate was like at that rate where it was like you're good, your mm-hmm. body's healthy and ready to go, then he goes out and runs like a thirty or forty. I got you. So that's the way he would he would judge it. And then I saw a post from Cameron Haynes where people were acting. You know, people always look for excuse. I mean, even me too. I, I try not to, but I mean, it's human nature to. Like, our bodies don't want to do this. Right. Like, you know, we we want to be comfortable, and we have the luxury to be comfortable. So, our body's like, why are we doing this? It doesn't really make yeah, any sense. This sucks. But, yeah, we can be watching TV or Netflix or something, so why are we running? Um, but he was saying, somebody I posted, like, how long do you need for recovery? And, like, do you listen to your body? And Cameron's react er, reply was, uh, I, I don't listen to my body. I just make my body get out of the way. So if my body's hurting, I just run. If my body feels good, I just run. I just run.
1: See, I, I instinctively I embrace more of that mindset.
0: Yeah, and I, I definitely do. At least for this run, like that's what's hard. And me and my wife was talked about this. Like it, it's it's tough because we have to we have to walk that line of almost causing a serious injury mm-hmm. because that race is going to put us on that line. So we have to be used to that type of pain. Because if we just train like. Like, even today, like, we could have kept running. Right. Like, there's no doubt that I could have probably put in another seven miles. Right. I mean, we could still be out there running right now if we, I mean, we may have walked and then started back running or whatever. Right, Right. But regardless, like, that race is going to test us beyond anything. So we have to make sure we're putting ourselves through at least as close to what we can imagine it will feel like on that run because... So, it, and that's what we're talking about. So, it's a delicate line. Like, I don't want to train so hard to where I create a big injury where, like, I literally can't train right. for the run. But if I train too easy to make sure that I don't sustain the injury, then the odds of me finishing the race are slim. Dude, it's a fine balance, man. Yeah, so trying to find that line of, like, when you should keep pushing and when you should actually allow your body some time to recover we need to feel the pain. Like, it it needs to hurt. It's got to suck. Yeah, it's got to. You've got to embrace the suck. Yeah, so it's going to be trying to find that line and pushing our bodies. But, like, we weren't even close to that.
1: Dude, we were talking. uh, So, going through the day, we did our run this morning. We left there, went to Gold's Gym, got a lift in. And when we were leaving the gym, we started talking that what we need to do is, whether it's once a month, you know, once every two months or whatever, Set up a day where we're just going to call, you know, we'll come up with a, a catchy name for it, but basically just today's going to suck.
0: Yeah. The whole day. The we whole go. entire day. 5 a.m. Start. We run until we throw up and then yeah. when we're done, we got work out until we throw up and then we go do something else no, that's stupid. With,
1: with no agenda. No, like it's just sprint, it's on the spot. Right. Like, okay, we finished our run. Like we'll start out. Okay. The run's the first thing on the docket. We finish the run. Okay, what feels like it's going to suck really, really bad right now?
0: And probably stadiums will be a good one. Probably, yeah, stadiums gonna yeah, stadiums are going to suck. I don't like is, stadiums. I don't either. Yeah, they suck. Well, that's so we would do, do that.
1: Duck walk 100 yards. Right. And then just when you finish that Sprints. run. Okay, now what's going to suck? Right. Okay, go do that one. Now what's going to suck? Go do that one. And we just do it. And and do, just do it. Yeah. And like from a mental – because that's – I mean, I think getting our bodies into condition to handle this race is – Probably the easier part. Yeah, that, that's a big challenge. Not to say that it's easy, but it's right. probably the easier part. The, the mental side of it, of when you, because here's the thing, like, we just ran, you know, 10 miles, 8 miles. I'm going to put two more miles in today. Screw this. I like it. I like it. So, 10 miles today.
0: I'm going to put in two more miles.
1: So, you multiply that times 5. As, as hurting as our legs are and all that kind of stuff, you multiply that times 5. We're only halfway done. Like mentally there are gonna be some like big freaking
0: roadblocks that we've gotta like be prepared to yeah. take on. We gotta be prepared like we like I said, we need to try to simulate that amount of pain to, the close we can so that <laughs> when we're in that run, we're climbing that mountain or whatever and we realize like we're like, dude, this is like we've done forty miles. Yeah. Like we've accomplished a lot more than most Americans or humans will ever accomplish anyway yep. by just doing forty miles. We're good. We could just call it quits. So what is it going to be that's going to push us, like, no, we're not going to quit, like, to keep no. going? And we have to be – I've heard guidance say before, like, you have to be able to go into the cookie jar and be like, I'm going to draw on this, or I'm going to draw on this, I'm going to draw on this, to be able to put – and we have to – I mean, now's the time to build that cookie jar up because we're no. going gonna to need that cookie jar in, in that race.
1: It, it definitely ain't the belt buckle you get for completing the race. Like, I no, mean, as awesome as, like, a you know, and appreciative like, as we're going to be of that, and, right. like, what it's going to mean to us. I don't wear belts that require belt buckles. Is it a belt buckle that we get? That's I mean I have seen pick, I don't know if it's just like the winner or if everybody that finishes gets they it. They better give me something. Like, you got like something. Yeah. Like even if it's one of those little cheap Walmart like ribbons not ribbons, but like little like a little yeah. Yeah, with the metal on yeah. it. Yeah, you know, they are gonna
0: give something. You gotta be. If not, then we'll have something made. <laughs> yeah, we'll make something. Yeah, we'll make it ourselves. <laughs> so if you own a a uh, trophy store. Yes, yeah, <laughs> let us know. We need
1: something for a hundred mile race.
0: But yeah, I mean I, that that race is going to be something substantial. But like, talk to me about your run today. Like, did you have? You said you hit a wall at like six Dude, miles.
1: At six miles, my feet felt like they had something. And, and what I'm
0: interested in, you made fun of like the kilometers. Mine tracking in kilometers. Yeah. But What what I think honestly that may have helped me because yeah. I don't I don't know what the ratio. I know like a five k is three point one two or whatever right, something right. like that. So I knew when it hit, like, five, I knew where, like, how many miles that was. Yeah. But when it was, like, one, two, three, like, I didn't know where I was. Yep. So I didn't really feel... You didn't feel the... Yeah, it wasn't, like, mile one, mile two, mile three. It was just saying in kilometers, and I was like, well, I don't really know what that means, so I'm just going to keep running. Dude, so I wonder if that's not, like... That's a not trick a bad on your, idea. Yeah, because, like, you said, you hit that wall at six, which was your most, so I wonder if your mom was like, okay, we just, we taught what we've done before. Honestly,
1: I think it was. Like, I really do. I think... Knowing that I had just hit the max that I had ever done and I still had another, you know, 45 minutes left of running that we were going to do. Like, that was, uh, it had to have been a mental thing. Yeah. Because in terms of leading up to the six miles from like mile five to mile six, like I felt just like I did on mile two. Yeah. So I really do think that it was a mental thing, but I'm glad that it happened because having that mental of like, God, okay, I want to stop and walk. And even
0: we, yeah, when seven, yeah. seven, what was it? Yeah. Just over seven, you said, yeah, Josh was running up beside me. and was like, Hey man, I think I'm going to stop and walk when I get to seven. And I was like, well, how far away are you from seven? And so he pulls out his phone and he was like, Oh, I'm already past seven Yeah. I
1: was at seven and a half
0: miles. Yeah. And so then, so I was like well just keep pace with me because I'm running at a slower pace like we've already talked about yeah. so I was like just, we'll just keep pace with me because I'm running at a slower pace so just keep yeah. pace with me so we ran together for probably probably two miles uh, yeah, no, about the last three. Yeah. yeah last so, three I
1: finished at 10, and up until the last maybe quarter mile or so, we, we stayed together. together. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, at that point, we were running. And honestly, man, you did a – I mean, you kept I a pretty up decent pace. pace. Yeah, You. we were I was probably about, at
0: like a 13 and a half minute before. <laughs> then we got together, and you put – so you fell back, and I jumped up a little yeah. bit. We were running like 12 About, half. about, 12,
1: about 12, Maybe even about a 12. I'd have to look at the stats. Yeah. but, um, But it was good, man. Um, I think, yeah, I ended up at just under – 11 minute mile pace for 10 miles.
0: Yeah, and I was like 13 something. Yeah, so
1: I mean, honestly, like if you would have told me, yeah, you know, and after this week of running, I felt good that I was going to be able to do 10 at that pace. But if you would have talked to me a week ago before we signed up for the, or before we, you know, we committed to this Ultra, right. I would have told you, if you told me I'm going to run 10 miles at an 11 minute mile pace, I'd have told you you're foolish.
0: Yeah, and if you'd have thought, if I said I could run eight miles, I'd have said you're, like, I didn't think, I didn't think I could run eight miles until I was at, 12 kilometers and yeah. I was like well I only have .8 to go yeah. and I ended up just running the full thir- the, the last full one at 13 but yeah. I didn't never thought I mean I was surprising myself literally every step that I took that I was that I was keep moving and what was funny so I was a dummy and it's like 30 or under 30 I don't it was 30 when I picked you up so I don't know if yeah. it got colder it's so early in the morning I don't know if that was the coldest it got or not it was yeah. freaking cold yeah it was chilly yeah so um I wore shorts like a dummy.
1: Yeah, that was... Dude, when we got in the truck, I swear to goodness, the thought popped in my head. And I I didn't want to say anything to him because, honestly, we were, you know, knowing that we were trying to get there at 5, and, you know, I've got some stuff I've got to do today um, later on. So I didn't want to have to go back to his house and him get pants. So I didn't say anything about it, which was kind of a maybe a little bit of a dick move on my part. A little bit. But we got in the car, and he's wearing shorts, and I'm just like... Dude, did you not look at the forecast? It's 30 degrees. He's like, what are you thinking?
0: So, uh, the thought process for me was, um, I was thinking, well, we're going to be running a long way. So, I'll just wear shorts. Like, my body's going to get warm. It'll get heated up. So, it would be fine. Well, I was... That's not true. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. No, because I was, cold, like, cold. shivering. When we got out of the truck, I was, like, shivering. I was, like, I don't know how I'm going to run because, like, I'm shivering. Yeah. So... I just started running and I started warming up, but it was funny. So we made like a couple laps around whatever they call it. they They call that little area of Furman something, the, the, uh, I forget the mall or something, the mall, okay. they call it the mall, that little strip we we're running yeah, back yeah. and forth. So, uh, we ran that mall a couple of times and then, uh, I went back to the truck to get a swig of, uh, water. I think I was what I was, anyways, when I stopped you know how you feel like when you when you sleep weird or something like that, your arm goes to sleep or your foot goes mm-hmm. to sleep. Like when I stopped running, like my whole bottom half of my body, I felt that just shoot through. Like, <laughs> it was like that weird tingling mm-hmm. feeling, like where you couldn't really, like you could feel your legs, but you couldn't really feel your legs either. Right, right. Like the only thing that I could really feel that was hurt, that was like right under my knees on my shins, like right to the right of bo- or right on my right knee, left to my left mm-hmm. knee, uh, right under right under the kneecap, is I could feel a lot of tightness in my shins. Uh, But other than that, like my quads started bothering me towards like the very, very end, but I was, I mean, I felt good.
1: Well, and that's, so talking about where you were tight, that's a good, a good kind of segue to talk about this is, is different running styles. So the thing that goes on me faster than anything is probably my quads. And I wonder if it's because I do so much like bodybuilding type stuff that I'm a little more quad dominant when I run you know, than necessarily using proper technique or linkages. And heck, I don't even know what proper technique is supposed to be. Right. But so when we run or when I run, I tend to like use my legs and absorb, you know, my, my feet hitting the floor. So it puts the strain off of my bones and off of my joints into the muscles. And Eric, I don't, you know, based off of what you're saying, it doesn't sound like it does that. So
0: I, I didn't feel much. Of my, I mean, I, my quads were hurting. everything in my lower body was hurting. Right. To a certain extent, it was just overwhelming in the front of my shins, where where I could really feel the pain. My quads were hurting. My my calves were hurting. My uh, hamstrings were hurting, but none of it was even close to what I was feeling in my in my front shins. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think it's a it's a different running style kind right. of deal. Um, but I think what I do like is, for one, us running, we're going to strengthen our tendons, our ligaments, you know, and all that kind of stuff and surrounding tissue. But you know, taking and maybe it's you know, kind of start tweaking your style a little bit, trying to let your legs absorb the shock a little more. Yeah, because that's something I know how to train in right. condition. Right? It's you know, lots of reps. Like the when we went to the gym today the thought of doing legs was not even in consideration so we just did a quick arm workout uh that was a little bit of, a little bit intense as well uh we didn't go as long as we probably could have but again on, on some little bit of some time constraints today
0: but i mean all things considered it was we put in. It was a eight, thousand eight, rep workout. Eight or twelve hundred fifty rep workout. Yeah, we put eight and ten miles in, and then a twelve hundred mile workout, and it was we were done before. Yeah, the hands.
1: so the workout was basically, uh, lat pull downs for fifty reps. Um, what was next one? Overhead shoulder press for fifty reps. Yeah. Bicep curls for fifty reps. Tricep press downs for fifty reps. You do that all as one gigantic set, and then repeat it five times. Yeah. So was pretty talking yeah it was it was a nice little workout um and you know with us getting into kind of this endurance sport realm i think that kind of stuff makes sense but you know one of the philosophies i have and and it's really coming from an unguided perspective but it's something i think that's going to really benefit us eric and i was talking about this after we left the gym is when it does come time to train legs and it's leg day don't slip or don't sleep on actually still doing strength building works and the low rep volumes, the two to three rep range, you know, for three to four sets because a lot of
0: core strength to yeah. do
1: a lot of core, a lot of core strength. Um, you know, when you're doing squats, you're going to be building your core, you're going to be building your posterior chain, but building that strength is going to make each stride count for more. Right. And then throw the volume on top of that in to help build some of that muscular endurance and I think that's I think that's the ticket that's going to really help us. I mean, of course, all this is subject to change as right. we get you know, four months into training for right. this Agum thing, go and, on some longer
0: runs. But, but really, in short, we're going to train our faces off between now and September of next year, and it's still going to suck. It's going to suck. But that's the cool th- like that. Uh, like this is a good segue. So a lot of people just don't understand why you would even want to do it. Because like, yeah, because there's no there's no like real reason why you would run around 100 miles like
1: it's not like we're making money off of it it's, it's not, not like, practical it, it, there's
0: never gonna be a situation in which we need to run 100 miles no. unless like some Walking Dead stuff happens dude that would be awesome yeah because I, then we would be monsters <laughs> like peace out like, run, I can run from these things
1: and I've got like five guns that the government knows about I'm not gonna talk about the ones that they don't
0: we <laughs> no, um, just kind of did
1: well I, maybe that number zero.
0: Maybe. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, outside of like something really crazy happening that we're not even going to like really dive into because it's not going to happen, but like, there's no real reason to run hundred miles. And that, that's what we were talking about on the way to the run is like, if, if like it takes a certain type of person to even understand why you would want to do it. And if you're not the person that would understand why you would want to do it, there's no real explanation on why you would want to do it. Like, it's really just a monumental task. Yep. can you complete it it's not because we really want to be that strong of an endurance trainer where we can no. run 100 miles it's literally like there's not many people in the world that can run that far and finish it and we just want to be one of those people yep. we just want to put our mind our body our our everything to the test can we complete a task that big yeah. and we want. and the answer is going to be yes And we just have to train to do it but yeah it doesn't make a lot of sense it's only going to make sense to a certain amount of people. Like, most people listening to this or that even hear about it are like, that's just stupid. Yeah. Why would you want to run 100 miles? Like, But there's going to be certain people that are like, damn. I like, wish I could run 100 miles. Seriously. And for
1: me, my motivation in this is it's the unknown, right? Like, for a bodybuilding show, I know I can prep – I can get super shredded. Yeah, I don't know where I'm going to place, but I know that I can get myself to a peak physical condition to look good on stage. Right. I don't know if I can run 100 miles. Right. But I want to find out. Yeah. And that that constant pursuit of doing something that's uncomfortable, that doing something that is out of the realm of expectation of what you've put on yourself. Right. And accomplishing that, I mean, I think it's, it's not only the physical; it translates to everything.
0: Yeah, and th- and that's like that's key to me. Like, I really just want to put like my body and my mind to the test. Can I accomplish the test? Like, am I sound enough in my mind and my thoughts and the way that I can control my <clears throat> control myself? Can I do it? Because it's not like like a like a half marathon or a marathon. Like, and I'm not knocking anybody that doesn't like. It's That's still, still a, a long, huge task. freaking way, yeah. To do it, but like, there's people out there that run a marathon very comfortably. Yeah, they'll get it done, and they won't be like completely beat when they're done. They'll run it pretty comfortably, and, it, and it's fine. I don't want to train to do something that I can get to the point where it's comfortable. And a hundred mile runners from the best runners that I've ever heard speak, there's no part of a hundred mile race that it's comfortable. Even when you're at your like these David Goggins types. Like 100 miles is still, still tough. It's still hard for them to complete. So I know it's going to be hard for us to complete. We can't train mm. enough to make that easy. No. There's no amount of training that we're going to do between now and then that's going to make that race easy. Mm. So it makes me like interested. Like, I can do everything I want to do to my body, and that race will still suck. And mm. I can't say that about really anything else. Like, it may not suck for a marathon if I train to run 75 miles. Right. A marathon is 26. That won't be that tough because I'm, I'm used to running 75s. Yeah. So a hundred though up a mountain is going to be is going to be an incredible task, and there's nothing we can do to stop it from sucking. Well,
1: but the best part, and, and this is where it sounds so counterintuitive and so so almost sadistic for to have a mindset like this. But I love the fact that it's going to suck for the next nine months to train for. Like we don't really necessarily enjoy running. I, mean, I definitely don't, no, 100%. It's, I, it's starting to get to the point where like, I enjoy the way running makes me feel, but I don't enjoy the process of running. I love going into the gym, throwing you know, right. on a couple of plates, and pushing it up 15 times. Right. Like I love that feeling. I don't really love the activity of running. I'm starting to embrace it a little more. So for me, it's, it's going to suck for the next nine months, and then there's that one day where it's going to really really suck. Really suck. <laughs> right. So it's a it's like an extended thing and you know so I'm a hunter, I you know love spending time in the woods and things like that. So one of the guys I listen to a lot is Steve Renella and he's got this kind of philosophy that there's a couple of different types of fun. There's the fun, there's cheap fun like you go ride a roller coaster and you enjoy it in the moment. Yeah, that's awesome. You yeah, know, great. But then there's the kind of fun that It absolutely sucks while you're doing it, but then for the rest of your life, you sit around with your buddies and laugh at it and talk about it and get enjoyment from it. And that's the more like kind of high quality fun. Right. And that's what I keep telling myself and kind of thinking about as we're, as we're talking about this, um, is that it's going to be, this is like that high quality fun. That's going to suck for a while. But then at the end of the day, we're forever going to be able to say, we ran hundred miles and nobody's going to be able to take that away from us.
0: Yeah. And, and for me, it's just it's so much about like everything that I want to do now. Like I just love challenges. Like it, it's obvious in what I do in, in my business life. Like I just want, like it's weird in the sense of like from the business world, like once a business that I own is like doing well, I lose interest in it because it's not challenging. I guess is what it is. I don't really know, but like I, I love the challenge. And I really just want to be the guy that people are like, the way that I look at Goggins, the way I look at Joe Rogan, the way I look at those guys that just get it done, I want to be somebody that my son looks to and just like, my dad just got it done. Like just flat out, like he he ran his company. He was the best father to me that he could be. He was the best husband to the wife. He ran freaking ultra marathons. Like he just did it all. (laughs) He just pushed his body. I'm just striving for greatness and I feel like just – being able to run an ultra marathon is just like a token on the greatness belt.
1: Well, dude, for me and kind of on the same, same mindset of talking about, you know, with your son looking up to you like that, I've got two daughters and you know, it's old common wives tale or whatever that girls end up marrying somebody like their dad. Right. Right. I am very protective of my daughters. Right. I wanna make it as hard as it's, freaking yeah. possible yeah, for no, them to find somebody like right. their dad. Yeah,
0: make that make that a tall bar. Yeah, I mean, it's just crazy. Like, just wanna be great. Like I really it's just I and I think you're you're the same yeah, way like it's I mean yeah. a, the life is short, man. Why would you yeah. wanna be mediocre? Like
1: by all accounts, I'm a very successful person. I mean, you know, I've got a great family, beautiful wife, you know, make good money. Um all that kind of stuff by all accounts I'm a successful person but at the end of the day I still feel a little bit like a failure yeah I just do it's you know and I've, I've done some Instagram posts where I've dug kind of deep into this but like I put on this cocky front like you know oh I'm bodybuilding like I'm getting on stage I'm you know I'm shredded and like I joke and cut up about it all the time right dude deep down I'm, like, the most insecure person you'll ever meet.
0: Yeah. Right. It, uh, Gary Vee said something about that, that, that um, uh, cockiness and arrogance is just insecurity. There's yeah. just a blanket for insecurity.
1: But I, I accept it. I own it. Right. I know. Yeah. But you, I mean that insecurity is what forces right. me to work like I do. Right. And I'm, I mean, I'm nothing special. I just, anybody can do what I do. I just show up every day and put
0: in the work. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's it. You just got to, you just got to work hard at, like... <clears throat> I don't know, like it's just the task, man. It's just one to complete that task, and then I'm sure after that one, we'll set a new task and oh, yeah. go on to do the Bad Water 135 or something like.
1: Well, I was telling Nikki, uh, my wife, that for me, one of the fears that I have about this race, and it's not so much a fear, but it's it, I don't really know how to. It, it's a concern to a certain extent, is that I'm going to get hooked on ultramarathons. Right. And I'm doing the hundred mile race this year, right? And within the next couple of years, I'm gonna sign up for the Moab 240. And that 500 mile yeah. race, they can go kick rocks <laughs> with that. And I don't have any interest, like the you know, old Courtney, she'd be out yeah, there killing. I don't know that I have any interest in even considering something like that at this point. And I may, you know, heck, I may run the ultra right. and say, all right, that's good, like yeah. or because, just
0: consistent, just run more ultras, yeah. just more more 100s. It's just more challenging 100, right? Maybe.
1: Right. It's for me, it's a like I've I've accomplished a ton in my life and I fullheartedly accept that but I can't look to anything in my life where I, it was okay that was great like yeah. that that you know maybe not that is 100% greatness but you're painting with a greatness brush right. you know and for me this is one of those that yeah and I mean there's people out there that you know have ran the two forties that have ran longer that have ran a lot faster than we're going to like, I completely get that. I'm not, even if we accomplish, you know, when we accomplish this hundred mile race, we're not in the upper echelon by any stretch, but that's great. Yeah.
0: To me it is. And, and like the biggest thing for me, like I thought about it, the moment we took off running, I was like, I've always been the worst. Like I've always, I've never been the best at anything that I've tried. I never, it never, nothing's ever come natural to me. So like going back to playing baseball, I was short and chubby, uncoordinated. Like I wasn't very good in baseball, and I just freaking worked and worked and worked. And for a section of time, I become probably the best player on the team. And then, you know, as we started going into the upper ranks, I just was mediocre. I just didn't have the same talent some other people have, which is fine. It, it is what it is. And then. Going in high school, buddies, we were going into the weight room. Like I was benching ninety five pounds, and they were doing like one forty five. So they were always stronger than me. And then I worked and worked and worked. By senior year, I was stronger than every friend that I had. That I was that was stronger than me when we came into freshman year. Uh, Obviously, there were still people stronger than me. But and then coming into the business world after not doing very well as an employee, then coming into the business world and then just nothing but failure after for years, it was just nothing but failure then just kept working and working and working and finally got some stuff figured out. And now, you know, I would say that, you know, I'm running a pretty successful company right now, um, with me and my partner. Um, and then to look at this and we take off running today and then it's right back to the same thing. Like I'm the, not, the, I wouldn't say the worst cause obviously there's worse runners out there, but for all, you know, it's basically right. me and you and I'm not, I'm not even close to your pace right now. And it was like, I just went right. I just was thinking about it. Like back in that mindset, like, I'm not the best.
1: But, dude, that's motivation. Yeah.
0: I just, but, I, but I've consistently done it, though. I've been not the best, and then I've worked and became the best. So, like, seeing you run ahead of me, at first I was thinking I was getting discouraged. I Like, I would be discouraged by it, but I was like, I'll get there. Because oh. I've consistently got there. Throughout my whole life, people have always been better than me, but I outworked them, and I called up, and then the same thing. I'm just going to... And, and, you're probably the hardest person that I'm ever going to have to outwork. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to make go, it hard. You try to catch
1: me. I'm going to make it hard. But, I'm but that's, you. that's what a training partner supposed to be. Right. right. Like yeah. if it's in the gym, if it's running, if it's anything like having somebody that you do something with is supposed to push you to the next level. Right. Like otherwise, why are you wasting your time? With right. Them, right. Like for me and you, it's a little different. Like, you know, not saying it's a waste of my time. Me training right. with you. Like, I don't mean it like that. It's for me, it's the challenge, knowing the work ethic, know you're coming for me.
0: Right. This challenge is motivation enough right. in of itself. And, um, and, it, and I think it comes from different places, too. Like, Because I get motivated when I see, like, some people make fun of it, but I don't at all. Like, when you go into the gym and you see somebody that's, like, severely overweight and they're just grinding away on the mm-hmm. treadmill. Like, they're just pouring sweat. And you know, they, you look at the timer, they've been on there for 57 minutes and they put in, like, 1.7 miles, and they're just walking. Like, I'm motivated by that. Because regardless, like, yeah, I may be able to go out and run three miles and it not be that tough right now, but that dude's still freaking pushing. Am I I pushing? Because we're in two different spots on how far we can run distance-wise. But is he pushing harder than right. me? Right. It's all be rate of perceived exertion. Yeah. Do I, am I am I giving the same amount of output when it sucks as he is? Yep. And honestly, sometimes probably the answer is probably no. I mean, those guys are pushing. Yeah. So even if you're running a better pace than me, sometimes maybe I push a little further than right. You know, right. and you. And like you said, like if you had been on the other side of the pond this morning, you may. have after you saw 7.5, you may have walked, mm-hmm. but because we were side by side, you were just like, okay, yeah. well, I just I'm not going to walk. I just keep pace with him. I slow it down a little bit, right? Try to get, get my feet back under me real good, and then you ended up yep. taking off a little bit later on in the run. But yeah, man, I think today was successful. It was oh, everything huge. I wanted it to be. It was huge. I didn't I did not expect to get eight miles in. Yeah, today
1: was a absolute huge accomplishment. So what's About the next or. one?
0: What's the next one? How many miles?
1: Oh, well, we're gonna have to look at the calendar, see how far we're out we are pushing it. Well, how many miles? Uh, let's call it at least fifteen. Fifteen mile run next yeah. time. Fifteen. And that's mile. if we go within the next couple of weeks. If it yeah. gets pushed out beyond that, Maybe then we got to we got to make the number bigger. Yeah. But
0: as long as within no the, less than fifteen on the next. Oh run. yeah, no for sure. No less than fifteen on the next run. So the next podcast, don't know when that'll be exactly yet, but uh, the next time that we're probably doing this in person will be a fifteen mile run, lift, and then podcast to talk about that fifteen mile run. So, we're just going to continue to push the envelope, push hard in the gym, push hard on our runs, getting ready for that stupid 100-mile race. Dude, man. it's so exciting, man. It's It's, it's going to be a blast. I was actually, before we get off here, I was watching a video about a guy that, uh, similar to us, it was a buddy, and they were just good friends growing up, and they ended up training for a 100-mile ultra, and they, they kind of documented the whole thing. Dude, they were, like, struggling. Like, the dude, I think he was, like, tearing tendons or something like that. He was... <sighs> I, I can't remember what they said, but he was struggling. He was struggling, and they, it, it, towards the end of the race, they were like, "You're not going to make time." Yeah. Like you have, you're walking like a thirty-minute mile right now, is what you're walking, and that's another thing you hear people say. And I don't think you really understand, or and I don't even understand, but I don't think that when people are like, "Oh, well, if you're just going to do a hundred miles, it's got to be thirty-six hours less nineteen minutes." You could just walk that. It's not as simple as just walking no. that. Like, if you walked that long, that far, ever before, like, so it's not going to be as simple that, so this guy, he is like, I think they have like 30 minutes to finish, and they're walking like a 30 minute mile, and they have two point something miles to go, and they're like, you're not going to finish, like, right now, you're not going to finish at this pace. So he's walking backwards to take the stress off of his quads. Yeah. So he's walking backwards on the mountain, and they tell him that, and he's like, so excuse my language, but he was like, well, fuck this, I'm running then and just takes off, and then his buddy was like, well... I guess I'm running, too, then. And they and they end up finishing the race with, like, three minutes to spare. Oh, that's awesome. So, they ended up finishing the race. So, that kind of was an inspiration to me, like, just seeing guys that struggle to do it. We're going to struggle to do it. But just seeing that so many times over again, it, it makes me confident that we'll get through that race when it comes. Heck, yeah.
1: Dude, Under Armour, hit us up. Yeah. This would be a heck of a
0: story. Hey, heck, Nike, Adidas, yeah. anybody.
1: Heck Reebok, I know you had to fallout <laughs> and you got some bad press with the UFC sponsorship deals and all that kind of stuff, but...
0: We'll, we'll bring you back. Yeah, come on, just help us out. <laughs> give give us some training clothes at least. My my nipples were getting a little. Changed. Dude, that
1: that's <laughs> something I did not expect. I mean, I knew for like the hundred mile races and stuff. Dude, my nipples, especially my left one. I don't know why.
0: What? How, long, how far in the race did it start hurting? Like or the run?
1: Six seven miles in. So about, like when
0: got yeah, about when we yeah about when we got back together, it started. Like, hurting. I
1: don't know. I I did not expect it, but for longer runs from now on. I don't know if it's band-aids. I don't know Something. what the ticket is, but they're going to have
0: to. Luckily for me, because I didn't need any other distractions other than my legs hurt. I didn't have any other parts of my body starting to bother me. So, But yeah, man. All right, well, let's let's end it on nipple talk. We'll end it on nipple talk, man. <laughs> Until next time, people. We'll see you.
1: With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
0: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen
1: the Bride and Groom?